This is Deeper Dive, and I'm your host, Jay Wald. And this weekly podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season three, episode 22, mm-hmm. and I'm with the one. Hello, Don. <laughs> Hello, how are you, Joe? I'm fine. You you made that distinction to be number the one right now. The one now. <laughs> yeah, I have to explain that to you later, you know. Okay. <laughs> but you, you know, wifey's number one, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but this is podcast. This is, yeah, this right, is for exactly, the podcast. Exactly. All righty. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. We want to thank our podcast listeners for taking the time out to listen to us today on whatever social media they may be using. Could be um, any questions, any comments, any concerns. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And guess who we have back? Well, this is my first time. Oh, yes. Yes, this is my second. In this setting with this with the fact that he's actually the pastor now because before he was a pastor yeah, yeah he was just a speaker he was just a speaker right but now he's the pastor senior pastor now he's our senior pastor so yeah. let me introduce you yeah. uh don this is our senior pastor noah rose noah rose this is don williams the uh good to meet you co-host. good to meet you sister <laughs> good now, now we're acquainted. Hello, Pastor. Now we're acquainted. That's, That's right. It. Do you have a name for it yet, um, Joe? No, I'm I'm working on it. Not but yet? I had one. On okay. I think I think Pastor knows that when he had the beard, he was Moses. Yes, he was. Yeah, right? yeah but now he's clean yeah, cut. Yeah. So he's yeah, clean cut it, must now, be, yep. it must be that rod. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Before we get started, let's get a word in for a prayer. Father God, thank you once again for this wonderful day, Lord. Thank you for, Lord, just blessing us, Lord, because each and every day we wake up, Lord, there is hope, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you've given your son to die for us so we have the right for the tree of life. Lord, we thank you for this message, Lord, that, uh, about Moses. Lord, we thank you for the message that it applies to us even today. So, Lord, continue to bless us, Lord. Bless this podcast. May it do uh, a world of good to someone in their hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 So, Pastor, what's in your hand? Why did you decide to come up with that title? You know, some some time ago, this this I, I have made this presentation to other audiences. I remember a couple of years ago when, when this came to me, it was in a setting where I was trying to encourage folks to get involved in ministry. And so that's the, the, the tone and tenor of the presentation is, is the, the objective is how do you encourage members, folks to get involved in ministry? Mm-hmm. And, and this topic seeks to address some of the, the, the pushback that you get, some of the hesitation that you get. And so that, that's, the, that's the, the, the tone and tenor, that's the objective of this message. Mm-hmm. How do we get people involved? How do we encourage people to get involved? Right, right, right. I noticed at the beginning of the service, um, before you actually got into the meat of your sermon, you had a moment of silence. Yes. Why did you do? Well, you know, we have to remember as a church, we do not exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. We exist in a, a larger culture. And what's happening in that culture will have an impact in how we do ministry. How do we seek to connect mm-hmm. folks? And I just feel that 
we really had to we had to say something this was this was never one of those head in the sand moments mm. and as a church we mm. had to we had to say something and so i wanted to address it it's there mm. in the atmosphere and to say this is how i feel about it this is how i feel mm -hmm. about it and i i of course had to be careful how i said it and yes. ensure that i that there was some neutrality but that folks could see that i also am just flabbergasted that as a country we're still dealing with this and and we're and you notice in, in in my comment i mentioned that the solutions are not beyond human comprehension which means that we can fix this as humans this is not something that's difficult yeah and so i really have to say that and also within our context because sometimes church folks be, believe and especially those who 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 hold hold to 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 prophetic teachings that these things are inevitable well you know it's the end of time these things will happen and I so I just mm. wanted to put that out there, that A, this happening here, B, this how I feel about it, and C, mm -hmm. I don't believe it's inevitable. Mm. I wanted to get to, uh, okay, you know what the scenario we're in, um, Exodus 4-2, and you mentioned the speaker was God and the respondent was Moses, and you talk about the bush. Yes. And the bush that was consumed, but uh, was on fire, was consumed, and... Moses is, you know, tending out uh, in the field and uh, dry land, and here comes God in His presence. And what what got me is when you said, "With His presence, yeah, made that place holy ground." Yes, yes, yes. I, I, when I looked at this, when I looked at this, uh, and I consider the setting, I consider the setting, and I consider what. The setting that we oftentimes in the culture consider to be holy, it's right. it's, it's it's the setting just does not fit our our mm. expectation of holiness. It's 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 the is the Midian desert. It's dry. It's parched. It's dusty. There is no way this fits our 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 picture of what a holy place should be. And so, to me, I really wanted to 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 mm. to to bring that in focus and to push back against the thinking we have that holiness and holy spaces have to do with the curtains and mm. the pews and where the pulpit is and all the, the trappings mm. you know and so i wanted to take the the advantage of saying hey Look, this was a desert place. It's dusty. It's windy. It's arid. All of that doesn't fit our 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 picture of holiness and what a holy place should look like, and 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 hence help us to appreciate that it was not about the place. It was about the presence of God. Yeah, I thought that that was such a powerful way of bringing that across to show the contrast of this place. And what we often think as what a holy place should look like. Right. And yet God says it is holy ground. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And consider too, and I, and I bring this up every chance I get because it's really true. You know, you, you, you go to Europe and you go to these cathedrals 
And you're just in awe of them, right? You step yeah. in and, mm. and 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 one of the one of the one of the the ironies, you know, I always poke fun at this, is oh, it's so sensitive, you can't take pictures there. But then when you're coming out, they want to sell you pictures. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> it's, one those, it's one of those ironies, right? That's right. And I always say, mm. wow, you know, these places. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, well, some of them are still functional cathedrals. Some of them are not. Mm-hmm. And even the functional cathedrals, they're not getting the type of attendance. Mm-hmm. Right. As a matter of fact, they get more to- gawkers, tourists gawking at them than actual worshippers coming there. Right. Wow. And, 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 and the and the only action, the only time Westminster Abbey, for example, sees action is when you're you're having some royal, royal you know, events. Yeah. Some yeah, royal yeah. events. Then it's church. But outside of that, uh, they're having uh, attendance in, you know, in sometimes even just triple digits, if that much, Mm -hmm. in these huge places. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, isn't that interesting that with all the niceties, that if it's devoid of God, that's what it is. It's just a place for tourists to go and gawk at. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I just think about it is, you know, we got the queen to go on her 70th anniversary, the Jubilee. Look at that. Yeah. I know for some reason my wife and I was talking about that and it seemed like it was just, it's out of touch. Why is it out of touch? Because of the fact that, you know, she, she reigned for 70 years. That's Uh nobody else on earth has done that. Uh What I'm saying is in today's life and what's been going on, What's going on now? It just seems out of touch. It seemed like okay, it's a pageantry, blah blah blah, and you move on. Yeah. I, I, but you I, know, there there connections, there are connections yeah. to the past, and yeah. and 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 one of the one of the things that we can't dismiss as human beings is that we find meaning in our rituals. Mm-hmm. We find meanings in the pa- the pageant, even the pageantry. Right. There, we there 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 there's something about it that 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 we can find meanings, and so I I'm I'm very careful not to you know push back against you know people's customs and and rituals because they find meaning. They 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 have they, they have they find meaning in these things. But again, I wanted to show how the the contrast between what we consider as holy things because. One of the dangers we, we 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 run into sometimes is that folks get affixed to the furniture, yes. the furnishings, yes. and the settings, and the trappings, and, and the programs, mm-hmm. and they and they and they lose sight of the presence of God. Okay, that these things are not engendering or creating an environment where the presence of God is felt and experienced, then these things become nothing. And that's what I, that's one of the lessons I try to bring out that it's a presence of God. And that is what we must always ensure that God's presence is there. Okay. So I have a question for you regarding what you just said. We had the pandemic. All of our churches were shut. Yes. Go to church. Yes. A lot of people struggled with the fact of not being able to come to the building. Yes. How do we have the presence of God? I suppose we could say yes. At yes. Home. Right. With you. Yes. As opposed to being in a building, because there were a lot of people like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't yeah. go to church. Yeah. yeah. 
Praise God. Go to church. Yeah, I'm glad for that question, Dawn. You know, even in erecting, after erecting the temple and dedicating the temple, mm-hmm. that beautiful prayer that Solomon prayed in, in Chronicles, he 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 admit in the prayer that the the, the entire heavens could not contain him. Mm-hmm. That you know, building this house he understood that God could not be contained by a building. By a building. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that, that was important. That was important. But the fellowship, that it's about the fellowship. And that's the reason I often joke about God's quorum, right? Two or three are gathered in my name. I'll be there to bless and to do good. And so when we're connecting, when we're gathering, and of course, we, 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 we're gathering right now. Mm-hmm. Right through Zoom, we are, we're mm-hmm. gathering. Mm-hmm. Because we're on the same, we're in the same wavelength. Right. We're 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 about seeking God, and so uh, it's two or three. He's there, and mm-hmm. the, you know we're we're quorum right now because we're 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 three of us, right? So right. so right. if if you're at home tuning in, and and one of the things that we did note, we did note the amount of devices that were online, right, in our worship services. Yes. And so the presence of God was there. In my home, in your home, because we were about connecting together and reaching out to God. And so the worship, the worship, the, the worship was being convened and facilitated through technology. Hmm. But we were connecting for the for the express purpose of connecting to God. Yes. And so he was there. And yes, some of our folks couldn't wrap their minds around it because they're so building focused, building oriented. Mm. That God dwells in a building, mm. and then we go to a building. Yeah, in God, you know, no, he's he, he's not restricted to the building. Mm. And I think that's one of the lessons we we had to learn from the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we true. had to learn from the pandemic that God, God, is not restricted to a building. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. Yeah. Well, let me clear up something. I didn't want to, I didn't want our podcast listeners to think I'm hating on the queen. That's not the case. I know, right? I'm not hating yes, on the queen. Right? <laughs> My lady. I didn't yes. want to hate on the lady. I'm just saying. Yes. I was just making a point, but I, I don't want to know about It's a good point, though. Hating, right. you know, yeah. because, yeah. you know, God yeah. set up kingdoms and, and that yeah. and she was there yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Send all letters to Jay Wall. That That's right. <laughs> I was going to tell Don, just end it like a, a long pause. You know, we're... <laughs> but um, the question I want to ask you is you mentioned, which was very yes. profound, about the being anointed before being appointed. Yes, mm. yes. And what I'm seeing is, is that that's happening a lot in the church. And yes. you mentioned that. Yes. Can you sound that a little bit more? Because yes. you know, I, I, I think it's important for religious leaders, for spiritual leaders to have to have a personal, private, encounter with God prior to a mission, right? prior to a mission. And, and we've seen too many times where the only encounter people have had is with the how-to book, is with the, a, a, a committee of the church choosing them to serve in this capacity. They read some manual, uh, perhaps they, they talk to some leader who will give them advice as to how to approach this ministry and how it is done versus seeking a personal encounter with God. Because when you do so, then you realize that the ministry that you're engaged in is a spiritual thing. 
yeah. right, is, is not just pushing buttons and, and, and pulling this lever, but it's a spiritual thing. It's it's a spiritual thing. So even if it includes me pulling uh, levers and pushing buttons, I know that I'm pulling levers and pushing buttons not as end in and of themselves. It's to accomplish the means of the kingdom being expanded. And so that's why it's important for ministry leaders to have that encounter with God. Mm. And so I I, I, I I liken it like, you know, people are going when God did not send them. Right. Somebody sent them, but not God. Right. And that's mentioned about you can't go and serve as an attache, a you know, emissary, an ambassador, or whatever, for a country until or unless that government appoints you. Yeah. They have to appoint you and make you ambassador. Mm -hmm. you, you, there's, there's a process. And so God has got a point. You can't just go say, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm doing ministry for God. I'm doing this for God. And yet you have not had that personal interview you yeah. know that that encounter you've not yet received that 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 anointing from him and i think that's important that's okay. important because you notice people who who have had that personal encounter or people are involved in ministry out of just a personal conviction from god they tend to approach it differently than people who are just basically appointed by church board or or church committee decided hey you're you're gifted you're talented we think you should do this mm. and they get involved that's interesting so how do you know when you are appointed by god well number of things i think first of all your 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 frustration you manage frustration better because you're always thinking even 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 when the ministry that you're engaged in, the very folks are ministering to, they're pushing, you're getting pushback. <laughs> and that can be frustrating. You, you're reminded constantly, you know, is not, you're not doing it for them. They're the recipients of it, right? They will benefit from it, but you're not accountable to them. You're accountable to God. And, and so that, that drives you. And in those moments of frustration, you go back to him. So, Lord, and we see this with Moses, right? He goes back to him. He said, they're not listening to me. Right. Well, they're not. But he keeps going back to God. He goes back to God because it's God who has appointed him. And, and so you'll find ministry leaders that will be part of the language they'll use. Their commitment, they, they have a higher degree of commitment versus people who are just, who are just appointed by, by some group in the church. They, 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 they tend to be able to, to, to move people along. People are inspired by them, mm -hmm. not just by, by what they say, but by their lived, lived experiences. In other words, they tend to model what, what, what they're trying uh, to bring across. Because they have a relationship with God versus folks who are just doing it because they're disappointed. They tend to burn out quickly, get frustrated quickly, give up quickly, or they can become manipulative. You know, they, they employ unethical ways of trying to get things done, mm -hmm. you know, for the Lord's sake, for the kingdom's mm -hmm. sake. And so there, there are telltale signs, at least in my mind, to say this person really has had that anointing uh, from God. And by the way, it's not a one-stop thing, right? It's, it's, it's a daily thing. Yeah. It's a, yes, and we find that in, in the experience of Moses. Sure. So let's think about it practically in church. 
if you are you're the senior pastor and you yes. see now you're coming into a new church you see that this particular person that's a ministry head is not exhibiting those qualities yes what would you do well i'd 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 keep praying for them i'd have to understand the process that 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 resulted in that person being there mm-hmm. and we may want to look at the process because sometimes we get the results based on the the, the, the process mm-hmm. that we have that that we have established mm-hmm. and so it's 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 no it's no secret that if you put certain processes in place you're going to get a certain type of result right and yeah. so instead of because sometimes we we like to be we like to start a result right look at a result and not examine the process or processes that brought about the result and say well okay. why is it that we're getting this 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 result mm. we need to revisit the process so i'd like to look at don what's the process to get someone in, engaged in ministry ministry mm. number 1 number 2 do we provide spiritual support to these ministry leaders ways in which they can grow spiritually because sometimes we kind of assume that hey you're you're a ministry leader wow you must be a spiritual giant you go girl and you know you're left alone and we don't provide an atmosphere for that person to grow we don't provide training one of the things that became popular in in corporate I think the past 15 years or so was the idea of um CE right continued uh, continuing education and the idea was that 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 you would seek every now and again to ensure that employees were 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 were, were being retrained mm-hmm. right and 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 and, and encouraged and motivated and so ce became that thing to help and so for me as senior pastor i need to ask is there any ce available for the ministry leader you know mm-hmm. is it do i have things provided for that person to grow spiritually to renew their faith mm. a but also b is that person taking advantage of the things provided because sometimes you can make a provision but the person is not take for whatever reason and then i need to find out why is this person not taking advantage mm. of of what's been provided so i i think that's the the the, the process uh for me don mm. except to you know outside of say hey you're not fit for ministry because i don't see the passion no sometimes mm-hmm. we got to look at the process we got to look at uh, are we do we have things in place to help this person grow and become more spiritual mm-hmm. let me ask you a question um are you for the vetting process when it comes like that i am for vetting process as relates to as it relates to you know those who have to deal with children mm-hmm. I I am big on that. I'm also big on the person have the 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 type of influence the person has on the congregation. Right. I think that's important because if you're going to lead people then there must be a sense in the congregation or a sense among the folks you're going to lead that this person is 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 acceptable. This person has some degree of 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 honesty some degree of trustworthiness if you're going to lead people right so i i look i look at i look i look at that if you're going to lead with children of course for practical reasons we want to ensure that there's a background check outside of that yeah. i want to ensure that this person 
exerts a positive influence on the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. My last question is about, okay, here we are now. We got Moses, and he's talking about his inadequacies, and he's ill-equipped. Um, let's talk about this rod. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the first thing you were saying yes. is <laughs> you so jokingly mentioned about his stuttering <laughs> in the sermon. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. Let's yes. move on from that. But what, what got me before you get started is the representation of the snake. Yes. Yes. The the This was – this I found it interesting when I did the study – that this was God pushing back and really poking it in the eye of Egypt, mm -hmm. that he would use the serpent, which was one of their symbols of power, mm -hmm. right? that he would use it and that, and, that, and, that, and, and that Moses would now have control of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think that, was, that was an interesting irony. <laughs> you know, I always look for these things, guys, when I approach scripture, I'm always looking for some fascinating things. I'm always looking for, you know, what on the surface may seem ironical, contradictory. You know, I, I, I find that I'm intrigued by it. And I kind of figure, you know, if I'm intrigued by it, there must be at least two persons who have the same mental illness like me in the congregation who will be intrigued by it. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think in those terms. But in terms of the rod itself, what struck me was the fact that this, this, inanimate thing mm -hmm. how god could animate it yeah and, and how in its and that's the reason i stripped it down to its barest form which 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 was it was a dried up piece of stick that i mean we call it a rod it's fancy right but it was a dried up piece of stick yeah. that's what it was mm -hmm. and how god could animate it and, and so stripping it down to its lowest form you know, is where the Holy Spirit helped me to appreciate that. You know what? God can use whatever. You know, why are we getting bent out of shape over, you know, is the stick polished? Uh, you know, is it made from titanium? You know, why are we getting bent out of shape with how qualified I am, how gifted I am? When God is saying, I, if I can transform a dried up piece of stick into an, an animate snake mm -hmm. what can i what can i what what can i not use yeah and so whatever excuse i bring of my inadequacies and my weaknesses god is saying hey if if i use the dried up piece of stick what makes you believe that i can't use you true so true so yeah and that and so that was the message because sometimes people push back pastor are you sure me are you sure me don i'm not the, i mean they're more talent, talented people they're more why me mm. and god is saying yes you mm. because i can use anybody as long as that person surrenders to me i can use them yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you know what gets me don is the fact that he used that rod <laughs> To overpower Egypt, yeah. the plagues, yeah. what yes. part of the Red Sea? Part of the Red Sea, yes. And, and defeating the Amalekites. I yes. was like, wow, one yes. stick. Yes. One stick. Yeah. I, I, I like to know where I can purchase one. <laughs> but remember now, it was nothing outside of divine. If, if it was yeah. not accompanied by divine power. No, mm -hmm. it's, it's just yeah. a stick. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is with us in, in our ministry life. And the things we do for God, if it's not accompanied by divine power, then it's just mere us doing stuff. 
Hey, I I like the fact um something you probably forgot, Don. I don't know if you heard it, but did you know at the beginning of the service he called Jack a hugger in chief? <laughs> I like that. I love that. I love this pastor. He does something again that he remembers your name. Yeah, so like, <laughs> uh, you have anything else, Don? Yeah, I just had one more thing. You sure talked enough. a little bit about the early morning encounter with God. Yeah. yeah. How important do you think that is for all of us to do? Yeah, I think it is. And I'll confess, you know, I'm a creature of habit. This, this formulation started early in my life. My dad was that type of guy. And I, I just, you know, took that from him. And I just found that there's just this clarity in the morning, but it also presents an opportunity. You know, people have different shifts. I appreciate that, but it presents an opportunity to get or begin my day with God. And I think that is the the concept. Mm -hmm. It's important for me to begin my day with God, whatever time your day starts. And so I'm not hung up on the five. I mean, the the 5 a.m. works for me because um, most people are not 5 a.m. people at least. Uh, the people I sleep, I live with, they're not 5 a.m. people. So that works out for me. I get up early and mm-hmm. everybody else is sleeping. That's my time. But the, the principle is, it's important for us to seek God every day yeah. and to seek him. And by the way, I, I say to folks, to seek him individually. Mm-hmm. And so the worship I have with my wife, the worship I have with my family, the worship I have at church that is no substitute for the one-on-one with God. Amen. These worship settings and, and times are important. Worship with the wife, worship with the family, worship with the church. But my one-on-one with God, because I found that it is in those one-on-one encounters that I get to appreciate who I am, what God wants to do with me, the changes that he wants to still wrought in my life. Because sometimes that can get hidden or that, we can lose the message in company mm-hmm. and sometimes you get in company and the message, you know, is like the guy in church. Every time the pastor preaches, he's thinking, uh-huh, that's for that guy. Not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you're one-on-one with God, you can say that's for that guy. Not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Very much so. Well, I'm glad that uh, you mentioned with your wife that you got your color coordination, right? I was like, okay, you didn't matter what stuff looked like beforehand, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I, I, you know, I had to throw that in. You know, I'm always trying to put a relationship piece in. Yeah, and and it's true when it comes to, uh, for me, for certain things, and and especially that point point of my life, I was, you know, things had to be just utilitarian. It had to be practical. Uh, you know, didn't care too much. You know, did the bed work? Yeah. Is there a sheet on it? Yeah. Is there a cover? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. You know, color, to me, that was not important, right? That was not important for me at that stage in my life. And I just had to put that in of how, you know, you, you make the adjustment. But to make the point that even with all that fine linen, linen on the bed and everything like that, or silk sheets, and, and, and find tapestry and, you know, curtain treatments and all that, that if there's no love at home, then. Yeah. That was the know, point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. That's, that's the, point. the point. Because sometimes folks can feel as if, you know, well, we have nice furniture we have, and I, and I've been in homes with nice furniture and, and, 
a lot of strife going on that I had to be counseling folks with. So I just wanted to, again, the contrast. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Don, you good? I'm good. All righty. All right, Pastor. We want to thank you once again and blessings to your family. Once Thanks. again, and as we always ask, if you lead out in a word of prayer. Sure. Father God, thank you so much for this word. If you could use that rod, that dried up piece of stick, if you could animate it, use it for your glory, that there's nothing. If we commit ourselves to you, if we surrender ourselves to you, our inadequacies, our faults, our weaknesses, that you can use us for your glory. Mm. We pray that you will use someone right now who is hesitant about getting involved in ministry, someone who will listen to this, help them to know that you can use them if they would just surrender to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Pastor. Thank you once again. And to our Thank podcast you, listeners, to listen to Pastor Noah Rose's full sermon, please go to Plantation SDA Church uh, YouTube channel or simply PlantationSDA.tv. Also, mm-hmm. subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of all upcoming live stream uh, programs. And lastly, of course, Don. Pick up your favorite podcast app, which is us. They didn't see me pointing right. finger, but us. Us. <laughs> Hit that button, man. Hit that like, button. <laughs> like, like, like. Absolutely. That's right. The pastor does it. He hits the button. So we know okay. that. It's very yeah. good. That's at TV, And take it away, Don. And the birthdays this week, we have oh, quite a few. Okay. June 1, we have Lenny Anderson. Okay. June 2 is Halange Porcina. And June 3 is Hugh Allen and Pastor Nugent. What? Birthday. Happy birthday to everybody. That's a lot of presents. It is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll work out something. (laughs) That's right. We have to, right? All right. That's true. That's true. But like uh, I wanted to say before we finish, to, like I said, continue to keep the um, um, Yovaldi family in prayer. Yes. They need it. They need it. Yes. Okay. God is still in control. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Pastor, have a wonderful one. Don, thank you. All right. Take Bye. care.